This is Takashi Murakami. You are listening to Mega Rates Show. Mega Rates Show. Mega Rates Show. Yo, what up? This is Steezy F Baby, and I can tell right from the jump that y'all are into the finer things in life because you are straight tuned into the Mega Late Show. Oh, 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 episode 14 with our guest this evening, an artist from Los Angeles. He's a designer, he's a screen printer, he is an honorable LA underground historian, a music collector, and an all around creative soul with the best business cards in the game. Key! Whoop! That's right. You're hearing a little bit of a, a weird distortion on our guy's voice right there, but... And he likes to repeat himself. <laughs> yeah, you're hearing a little bit of distortion on Steez's voice because Steez is not with us today. He is up in Hokkaido shooting an action thriller. I have no idea what this guy is ever doing. Steez is taking over the Guamanian porn market in Japan. Corner, cornering the Chamorro. What, what is the name for peanut? Let's not even get into that. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, Steez is not here. I forgot that word. Kun Kun. The Kun Kun. Yes, yeah. yes, that is the word for something. Y'all pick up Kun Kun uh, volume 13. Steez is really getting it in. Word, but as you heard, we have a, uh, a special guest with us today, a legendary figure within the uh, Los Angeles underground independent hip hop scene, a person that uh, I met randomly in a bathroom at a low end theory show. There's more to that. But uh, yeah, yeah, we got Keen with us today. Keen, thank you for joining us, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing very well. Very well. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we're Yo, are, are we picking up when we talk? Uh, you guys are a little bit low, actually. You guys got to come into the center of the mic. I how's think. how's that? That's good. That's okay. Good. Yeah. I'll just stay almost kissing the mic. Yeah, you right and Lady just okay. get real close That's together. Yeah, face yeah to face. So we're gonna have a lady in a trap moment at yeah, any yeah, moment. Lean in now. Just real like. So clean. Tell me about your beginnings. As a, yeah, this as is an this is a you know we don't have Dallinger <laughs> with us today, and also this is the first episode that we're recording in the Mega Reactor Buddha Spine, also known as my little spy side bedroom, which we're turning into a studio. Is that what we're calling it? That's what I'm calling it. I mean, what do you what do you want to call it? Mark's Boom Boom Room. I just want to know if that screaming son from Rick and Morty is inside of the Mega Reactor <laughs> Buddha Spine. Maybe in the. I actually picked up that that name from a uh, Super God of Warren Ellis comic book. Uh, It was like this place where they were creating a god, the Mega Reactor's Buddhist Mega Reactor Buddhist Spine. You know, the Buddhist Spine is the Kundalini Energy. Yo, yo, it's a really great six-issue series. Super God, read it. Warren Ellis, one of the best. But check that out. Yeah, so it it might sound a little crazy. We've got Dallinger coming a little later, but um, the best shit is that Keen is here. And uh, if you heard what Steve said, he is a creative type. Uh, it does a lot of things and the best business cards in the game. But one of the one of the things that I really like about Keen is that you have been documenting hip hop for what 25 years? Oh, it's 20 uh, years. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think I, I would say at least the mid 90s. Since the mid 90s, yeah. yeah. Word. I mean, um, to. Maybe maybe your most prestigious um, accolades come from uh, a widely received and acclaimed uh, documentary that came up on Showtime. A lot of you guys can find this documentary on Netflix. It's called "This Is the Life," which uh, which documents a, a a moment in time in hip hop history uh, on the West Coast. Things were flourishing uh, at the Good Life Cafe. 
uh, do your Googles. Definitely check that out because it's really insightful. And what you'll find today, I think, in a lot of the conversation that we have with Keen is insight, more insight into this, this, um, this point in time. It's like one of the most, probably one of the most courageous and like powerful epicenters of postmodern hip hop. It's got to be the Good Life Cafe and the New York Recon Cafe, which really pushed the boundaries of independent hip hop. A lot of the styles that you guys know and love were birthed at these places and were fucking uh, apprehended by fucking people who decided to use those styles for themselves. This includes Ice Cube, Bone Thugs and Harmony. A lot of cats fucking jack styles from this place. But uh, do your Googles, man. We're going to talk about that a little bit more um, late. Do we have... What should we go into now? Should we go into... Oh, yo. Uh, cut the music. This is such a good jam, though. I mean, gotta cut it. Gotta cut it. Yo, uh... Big news, big news. The Mega Late Show is proud to present to you our very first sponsor. Official sponsor. Not Tupac. Our very first sponsor. official sponsor. That sponsor is www.calcombs.com. If you go to www.calcombs.com and enter in the special Promo promotional code, code Mega Late Show, all one word, yeah, I don't even know what you will get a <laughs> tremendous discount on clothing and accessories, not including condoms, but definitely including T-shirts of several different designs and varieties. Yo, calcombs.com has t-shirts. T-shirts and phenomenal t-shirts. music. Yo, but but you guys may, can we come down on this a little bit? You guys may recognize the name Cal Combs. We did an episode with him a few episodes back. He's a phenomenal MC who lives out here is making music. You may recognize him as the MC that's rhyming over Street Fighter character. What's his name? Ken? No, we are ill prepared for this. We haven't signed the contract yet, but we want to give a free shout out to Cal Combs. Yeah, what was his name? We like Ed. Ed, yeah. No, Ed is the big fat guy. Jesus, we are ill prepared no, that's for this. Honda. No, there's another big fat guy named Ed. It's a new character Ed. that Cal got, Cal's got. But anyways, yo, Cal, super dope. Um, he's going to be officially sponsoring us the next episode. This time we're just giving him a, a shout out. We'll have more details for that. But he has some really dope shirts. But yo, you one can still go to www.calcombs.com. That's C-A-L-C-O-M-B-S. And then you can put in the promo code. Well, I don't know if it works yet, but in the future you'll yeah. be able to. Yeah. We haven't get signed the contract. Discount. But this is this is family, so uh, keep an eye out for that, man. I'll, you'll you'll see me walking around rocking a, a few of the shirts as well as uh, my minions. So. Yeah, and even if not, I know. Yeah, that's the fam. For sure. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have a, that we'll promo have a code. better. I really do like this uh, Space Age Jetson uh, <laughs> Tupperware Mom commercial music here. This is hey. great. This is, reminds me of like, an episode of Ren and Stimpy. Welcome to the age of MLS uh, commercials. Real commercials, not a UPS uh, You remember when we UPN were sponsored by Tupac's Unibrow? We ain't get no money from that. Yo, you remember when we were sponsored by uh, Erica Badu's Weave? Yeah, the ghost of uh, Erica Badu's Weave under Sway's head wrap. You remember that? Yeah, we back right now. Almost a year in, baby. You Shout out to Cal Combs. And back to our show. Um, yeah. What happened? Why is the music ducking out so much? I, I don't hint? hear it. That's the end of the. End of the oh, track. okay. That makes it. Man, this is a real fucking wild ass episode, and my chair is making a lot of noise too. Can you guys pick up on that? Yes, sir. 
All right. Yeah, my chair's making. Let, let's start it off though, um, Keen. Yes, sir. So you grew up in Southern Los Angeles. What was your introduction to hip hop music, man? Grew up in Los Angeles. I actually, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of different music. Um, you know, Ace of Bass. No, well, if we go back, it's you know, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Stevie Wonder, okay. all Same. kinds of different music, but in the 90s when I first started discovering music for myself, it was um, at the time, I think Gangstar was coming out, and then I started hearing about The Far Side, Freestyle Fellowship, and what got me first was Micah Nine's verse on Heavyweights. Okay. And that was the verse I would play people when they were like, you know, what are you listening to? Oh, listen to this. And, you know, Micah 9 was so fucking far out on that verse. They're like, what is this? Uh-huh. Um, and then from that, I started obsessing, like, what actually is this, you yeah. know? And started meeting people, started dubbing what, tapes. What year was this? Uh, 90, 93, 94, something okay. like that. Yeah. I, I, it, I was in high school. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I was a pothead, so the memories yeah, are, you, you know, yeah, yeah, the memories are decriminalized. <laughs> the memories are, you know, a little fuzzy. I, I can't remember the dates, but I remember the music, and I just became obsessed with it. Like, who are these people? Where, what is this music? Because in the early '90s, rap wasn't that popular. It, it was, you know, it was more pop, like you know, Ed O.G. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially on the West Coast. Uh, yeah. Um, it had a more vibrant feel, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, um, and then it went underground. Right. And when it went underground, that's when I got really interested in it. Like, you know, who's doing this music? Because they're not signed. Um, and I think it was in the liner notes for uh, The Far Side, Bizarre Ride of The Far Side. They gave shout outs to like Freestyle Fellowship and all these other cats. And then I started doing my research, started meeting people, and then started dubbing tapes because at the time i was too young to drive so i got onto the good life like at the end of the good life when it started turning into project load okay and um i just became fascinated with these people they're in my head i didn't you know my image of them were like these mutated bigger than life mutated humans like in a basement superheroes just just making fucking weird music and uh it, it just started, my curiosity just started growing from there. You know, I, people I would meet, you know, do you know this person? Do you know that person? Do you yeah. know this group? Do you know that group? And uh, I just, I somehow became plugged into that network. And, you know, you have to remember, this was before the internet. You right. Had, so you, what do you have? You like had to a, know somebody. So you started going to these uh, Good Life shows and Project going, Blow shows? I started going to the Project Blow shows, um, but even before then... I was just meeting people who had music and I was just collecting the music and um, it it was just it was it was amazing to me like how you know a person with a four track could just make this music by themselves just put it out and then it's like he he left the house this morning without that poem and then when he came back that night he had that poem and then it was his art yeah yeah that that was always phenomenal about that DIY kind of structure of, of the that era as well yeah what what, what sparked the recording i mean because like being there is one thing i know a lot of people who have, were there but you when i when i look up videos on youtube i will see like 
you know it's posted by this person and you scroll down it's like there's a post from you like yo i uploaded this video i gave this video to this person he gave it to you know that's how you got it so great for thank you for sharing this but so much of the footage is yours and a lot of the footage in the documentary this is the life is shit that you recorded what did you have one of those big over the shoulder vhs no, camcorders no. <laughs> like how did it, you do it, this it wasn't exact it wasn't shit that i recorded it was shit that i collected um, there oh, was okay. there was um, a lot of the CVE footage, especially if you know about that that time, they were very protective of their art. That's CVE, Chilling C- Villain Empire. Chilling Villain Empire, and um, I I would just collect all this video footage. I would collect um, songs, tapes, cassettes. I would just dub everything and collect it, save it. And um, yeah, it was an obsession for me. Like I, I, I needed to hear more of it. I needed to okay. Uh, when did this start? Um, I heard about this song. I heard about that song, and I needed to. I needed. It was like, like I said in the Good Life documentary. It was like uh, how back in the day people had uh, sport, like baseball trading cards. Right. To me, that's what it was. Like, oh, you have this song. I'll oh, give you I, this I, song for I that have, song. Yeah. Oh, like, like, yeah, like pedestrian perfect example shout out to pedestrian evanticon they did they did um an interview with cve and they accidentally left one of their dats at the radio station and being a collector pedestrian he took that dubbed it and then i think he gave it back i don't know um but i got a copy of that like fish aqua boogie a bunch of like old shit so we were like fiends for this music like that was was big in that trade as well man um he was he he was was big into the tape trade that's how i got a lot of music just trading tapes you know it was you just meet people and it's like how we meet how we met like you know in the bathroom at contact you talk to somebody about that era you're Mm -hmm. immediately drawn to them because it was such a small circle like this was before the internet this was before napster that's right the only it way was to, a, le- a legitimate subculture where you could recognize somebody within it just by their appearance yeah, at that time. Exactly. Whereas like now, hip hop fashion is just like hey, he's got could, Jordans. He might. It could be anyone. Like it yeah. Could, it could be. But anybody. back then, it was like you're wearing uh, a shapeshifter shirt, and then somebody from across the mall is gonna be like, "Yo, where did you get? You like shapeshifters?" There, yeah, there you was know? an identity. There yeah, was an there identity. definitely was. I, I yeah. miss that era. I, I guess the closest the East Coast really gets to it was like trading Bobito tapes, stretching mm. Bobito tapes, mm. but the West Coast really had. Uh, flourishing underground movement um, that was interconnected and not on the radio yeah not on the radio not available unless you knew somebody you had to know somebody and at that time i was very protective too because i worked hard to get dubs and people would be like oh give me a dub give me a dub and it's like well what do you have to trade it's like you got to put in the work too right right um so yeah that's kind of how it is also in like um with djs it's like yo i what record is that it's like what do you mean what record is that you know how how deep are you digging you know what i mean like yeah yeah, it's like tell me what you got it before i tell you about this old eugene mcdaniel and that's how it was trading tapes and and you know i got so deep into it i you know i eventually met omid i met uh who used to go by od and he was at the good life back in the day he he produced a lot of stuff and, as well uh, as uh, the beneath the surface the beneath the surface album, album. 
and he was an integral part to the uh, This Is The Life mm-hmm. movie as well. Yeah, was he like an executive producer on that as I, well or something? He was the ex- executive producer, and he also it. I think he also uh, put together all the original music that you hear okay. in the in the documentary. And yeah. what about, um, who did the art for that? Was it Mir 1? Mir did yep. the, the, the that, that live painting. Because he's no, legendary. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, you know, part of L.A., Culture. Yeah, he's like up there like with he, like Doze Green, and you know what I mean. He's like yeah, a real legend yeah, yeah, within yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. community. Yeah, I don't remember what crew is with which day. CBS, CBS okay. crew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to CBS crew. Shout out to LA. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, so so you've been. Um, this is this is one thing that I really want to stress to our listeners, man. A lot of a lot of them just don't really know about this culture, and it's so deep and rich. And uh, when I when when I met you, it was just like immediately we're like, what you you know this, and. Like we said earlier, we're having a conversation. Daddy Kev comes in the bathroom. He's like, did somebody say bus driver? Immediately, the legendary Daddy Kev comes over and we have a conversation with him off the strength of us just building about culture that was so meaningful to us. Yeah. So yeah, how, yeah. how yeah. You, you were in high school. What year did you graduate high school? Uh, 1994. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm a couple years younger than you. So, um, I was yes. catching the tail end. Like I, I've never been to a project blowed, um, the original project blowed or any good life shows, but I have, you know, I, I know a lot of people who were involved in that community and some, some of us, we may even have some mutual friends. Like, uh, do you know, um, Odyssey Rock, Tony Avila, he was doing the cover I art don't. for, he was doing, from what I understand, he was doing cover art for Micah Nine's album that was shelved that didn't come out before Timetable, but he was, man, he's got a lot of stories for days. The, that, um, the album he did in New York? Uh, no, I mean, Tony's from, Tony's from the no, West Coast. No, I'm talking about Micah Nine. Cause I'm not after, sure exactly what album it was. Yeah, because like, after, this is just, you know, after Fellowship kind of broke up, Micah moved to New York, for anybody who doesn't know, and he got signed, I think, to Capitol to out an album is that the america the, uh, and that was it's um, all love it's all Joy. love okay. fruit don't fall too far from yeah. the tree all that stuff and it that never came out so right. is that the album well i i'm not exactly sure what happened to the artwork or or that story in particular i'd love to get tony on the show because he he's dope he's a creative he actually is a colorist and an inker for dc comic books he okay. um you said you read comic books he also put out um garth ennis's he was the colorist and the, and the inker on garth ennis's the boys uh comic which is a fucking phenomenal joint he's working i think exclusively with dc right now but i mean this is another cat who is he, he hit me up. He was like, yo, if you're recording with this guy, ask him if he has this album or this album. Hook your boy up. Because he's also a person who was involved in this community with, that heard and saw this flourishing, um, you know, yeah, a, a flourishing it, community yeah. of artists where fucking magic happens. These temporary autonomous zones where one night you might hear the best freestyle verse you've ever heard your whole life and it disappears into the ether. Yeah. You know, well, except for guys like you who capture shit like well that. i had to document it because i knew it was something special I, I felt it was the next movement in jazz and it was it was amazing very that much it, jazz. It, it, and it was very much jazz and it, it, it was very pure it was very original and nobody gave it the proper respect it, 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 you know like we were talking about earlier like bus driver said in the good life documentary it was it was maybe never meant to be because it was so pure it was so right. raw I, I liken it to jazz a lot. When you contrast, maybe we can get into this sort of topic section a little bit more, but when you contrast it to the things that were happening in New York in the bar style, this was a very free flow, musical, double time, uh, u- different usage of voice control, vocal inflections, and poetry that is more similar to 
the beat poets, Jack Kerouac, Gregory Corso, you know, the Watts Prophets, the Last yeah, Poets. Yeah, yeah, it was more. It's almost more similar to that than it is ever to any like Busy B or mm. you know Grandmaster Cast style of rapping yeah. because it was like using your voice as an instrument while utilizing loose thought association with a large focus on poesy the poetics of it and how words work together and how language is delivered to describe not just an idea as sentence like subject verb but poetry yeah. it, it, it really is poetry and this that's why i said the new yorican cafe and the good life cafe are the cultural epicenters of these movements and you don't really see it exist anywhere else in hip-hop yeah. and when you have a guy who is really knowledgeable about hip-hop culture even like uh, some of the cats now joe budden he knows about hip-hop but this is a culture that he just doesn't know and i think a lot of these things about this culture were were guarded and not heralded by the guys who made it because a lot of their styles were directly apprehended and taken from this when when somebody tells me like bone thugs and harmony is like the dopest shit ever yeah i gotta uh, give them i gotta give bone thugs and harmony a strike for yeah. stealing well, legitimately that, that, from that, micah nine that's why they were so protective is yeah. because they didn't want people stealing their shit but at the same time being that protective nobody knew about it right so it's a double-edged sword I, I hope i hope one day when you know busy bone or ice cube are on their deathbeds no, I just want Ice Cube to be like, yo, volume 10. No, no yeah, yeah. That, Here's that, that's, a, a million dollars, volume 10. That's, a that's romantic, what I want here. That's a romantic notion, it, but it it'll, really it'll never yeah, happen. You're, because, you're absolutely because right. Because it, it'll, it'll leave a stain on their legacy, right. you know? Like, they're not going to give props to all no, the absolutely not. of all that shit. Absolutely no, not. I mean, that's, that's why, like that's them why saying, I was happy. Like, that, that Good Life documentary that Ava put out told the story finally because I, I never thought that story would be told right. i had my footage other people had their own footage and, and the people that knew knew they knew you know? it's like you and even the people who are big now you know who bit all that style they yeah. know deep within their heart right. but they're never going to give respect right. to that so i was right. very right. happy that the story came out there's finally. some there some of the what i like is that some of the newer class right now are giving respect to these guys kendrick undoubtedly yeah, will give yeah. respect to um the good life guys and even chance the rapper talks about how fucking inspired he is by like ac alone and the freestyle fellowship so that's dope maybe maybe they will get some respect but for our for our listeners all you fucking mouth boys check it out find out about this this culture because it's really deep and keen and i could go on for hours about some of the elements about this thing but of course we don't have the time for that but yo like this is this is something that is really meaningful this is my childhood these are important this is to me this is not the commodification of hip-hop music as as some type of marketing tool to to reach the masses as good enough music this is actual art this is a culture that existed with values that have been echoing ever since the early 90s when you listen to bus driver now and you listen to bus driver 10 years ago or you listen to him 20 years ago we're still fucking making fun of these fucking hyper liberal vegans and and fucking all all, all the same shit that the people are suddenly woke cultures talking about now and these things have happened before the rodney king riots all these things have happened before in this west coast um underground thing late you're being real quiet man i don't think you have heard you say a sentence after the commercial man what's up yeah i'm being real technical uh, Fuck the technical shit, man. Let's get on to talking. Uh, nah, the technical shit is important, too. But yo, Keen, uh, I got a question about the video recording. Yes, sir. How was that, how was that accepted when you 
like uh, first started doing it? Like, what what did people, what were their reactions to it? Well, at first, people were like, you know, who is this, and why is there a video camera in in our face? Um, but they started seeing me every week. They knew I was dedicated, and before I knew it, they knew me, and I had no idea they knew me. Um, the moment I knew, I, I was at a Medusa show. It was Medusa and Peace, and somebody went up to Peace talking about, "Oh, I heard you did a song called Raining. Like, can I get a copy of that?" And out of nowhere, Peace pointed at me, was like, "Yo, go go hit up Keen about that shit." I had no idea that dude knew me, but because they saw me every fucking week, I started getting known, and that was, you know, that was cool. I was like, "Oh, you know, they they respect me enough. They know me." They know I'm not trying to, you know, make money off of this shit. I'm just recording it for, you know, like the watcher. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, because this is dope. This is a moment in time. Nobody else is recording. I, you know, there's a lot of shows that I only, I was the only person there with the camera. Um, what were you recording on back then? I'm sorry, was I? What were you recording on back then? Um, just a simple handheld camera. I mean, I don't even remember what it was. It was like some cheap, one of those those mini tapes that you put inside of a VHS tape. I, I mean, remember those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's old technology shit. Very grainy. Um, but yeah, it was like a mini VHS tape recorder. Yeah. That's what's up. What was the tape trade in, like the tape trade culture back like in those days? Because I, I caught on it. I mean, CDs were well out and it was, uh, you know, I came right before CDRs were like really popular and pirating music but it's t- they were expensive of, back then yeah, too, yeah you used yeah. to have to pay a couple dollars to get a couple cdrs but how was it trading tapes back then like i mean i understand like like the depending on the what it was that you had you may not want to give it away reluctantly but in terms of just like having a 92.3 the beat tape and just like passing it along right uh, it was fine uh, yeah, to do that, the good life guys I mean, mind the, 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 some um, of this stuff being out yeah, they were very protective. I remember, I remember. Um, I don't. I won't say his name. I don't want to. Even now, this is like 20 years ago. I don't want to blow him up. But uh, A Wall specifically A-Wall told specifically true, told him, uh, my homie, don't give this to Keen. I mean, that's how well known. I like before I met Cinco from OMD. He was referring to me as the leak from Los Angeles. Really, I had a lot of shit. I used to dub a lot of shit. But I would never dub stuff that they were trying to sell. I was dubbing the underground, like the freestyle shit, sure. like the underground shit that they that would never come out. That's I would funny, dub that yeah. and share that. But um, so yeah, I, I started getting a reputation, and and before they knew me, they were like, "Who the fuck is this person who's dubbing all this shit out?" Um, yeah, you and get when punched I, in the <laughs> face for shit like that. <laughs> it feels yeah, like but I, I, ever, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking like because for me it was all about the love and sharing it. Like I you're was, you're not exploiting was, it for. I was spending my money. I was spending my time making sure I could promote these people, and I wasn't looking for anything. I was just like, I just wanted to share this shit because I was like, yo, this shit is dope. People need to hear it. And when they started to get to know me, they were like, okay, King's cool. Like you know. Word. Take them off hit list. And shit. Is it like uh, what other what other type of experiences do you have with that? I mean, AWOL One is a legendary cat in the scene. He's had Exhibit on his albums yeah. and Be Real, and there, I mean, he, there he's was, just a real dope there was, guy. There but. was a bunch of stuff, um, and and I got to know him later, and we, we were cool because I, I started showing up at all the Shapeshifter shows. I was videotaping their shit. I even made Shout it into one of their one of their songs. I think Blink, a Bleak, I'm sorry, Bleak, 
from CBS Shapeshifters, he even mentioned me in one of the, the his rhymes. Like, oh, word. Talking about traveling through time. He's like, travel back through time, check Keen for the tape or some shit like that. Word. Because I was showing up. No doubt. I was showing up at all the shows. and um, I love those cats, man. Shapeshifters yeah, are hella underrated. Mad man. creative. Mad creative. Existereo, fucking Exist, Die, yeah. Akuma. Fucking, all those dudes. All yeah, those man. dudes. Like, so, so, shout out to so, Circus. So, okay. Circus is so later on, later on, we'll watch one of those videos I brought, and there's there's a session of OMD and the Shapeshifters just freestyling. Shovelhead's there too. You knew so, Shovelhead too? That's the homie. Yo, if the you have homie. any, if you have any old Shovelhead joints, I, I don't have, have a the, single Shovelhead album. I, I have all the Shovelhead. Okay, so. The way I met Shovelhead was at Radio's house. I was dubbing on, some tapes. Yeah, radio, radio inactive for all of our uh, Tanakas. And um, Shovelhead the night before was at Project Blo- Project uh, Project Load. Freestyle Fellowship was giving away uh, to whom it may concern on tape. And at this time, I'm mad. I'm a fiend, right? I'm like, oh my god, you have an original copy to whom it may concern. And I, I I'm just meeting Shovelhead for the first time. And he's like, I was like, dude, can I buy one? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I'll give it to you. They were giving them out. Next time I get one, I'll hook you up. Well, thank you so much. So K- Kamal Radio is uh, a genius, me, by the way. Wait, d- <laughs> talented MC. Um, dubbing me a, a song that him and Shovelhead did. And at the time when I'm documenting, I'm like, yo, what's the name of the song? Is that the joint that's on Pyramid? No. Don't it's, move no, and no, you no, will no, not no. sink into the quicksand. No, 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 no. Water mm. plus dirt equals, equals mud. mud. No, this was a, one of their first joints that they did. I forgot the name so long ago. Word. But anyway, when I would document shit, I would hit them up. What's the name of the song? Who are the MCs? And I wrote everything on my tape. That's why you served me earlier when I was trying to tell you this was a track. And you're yeah, like, you're, no, this is not the track. No, uniforms is one MC. I'm sorry, sir. It's three. It's not, it sounds like all, <laughs> I thought it was all radio. No, but word, so, word, so anybody word. who doesn't know, uniforms from the log cabin was. It's all uh, chance the rapper. It's all Chance, Chan- rapper. Chance rapper and Vic Mensa uh, <laughs> doing backflips. Yeah, but it was Radio and Active, Eli and Tom Slick for anybody who doesn't know about uniforms. So anyway, uh, Shovelhead, whose name is Sean, I'm like, yo, what's your rap name? And I don't even know how he looks. Off the, I've never met him. Well, you'll, you'll watch the video later. Okay. He's like, um, Wendell Shovelhead. So he just made it that name Wendell up. Wendell Shovelhead. And that's how he got the and name. That's how he got the name. Because you I wrote it down. around the goddamn tapes and changed his name up and shit. I everybody. So he was Shovelhead. <laughs> Damn. Yo, <laughs> Shovelhead. That's cool though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of Radio Inactive, who, uh, who who I've met several times. And actually, I was his insur- his insurance agent for a while. Yeah. He, he's one of the nicest guys ever, yeah. man. Like, um, Well, that's how we connected. Because yeah. you, you mentioned radio. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. I, know, I think I think yeah, so. Yeah. 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 And, and like, uh, you know, he was just a nice guy. I met him not through. Well, I mean, I, I met him at a show and then I was like, yo, man, I, I really dig your music. I'm a big fan of your music. And he's like, yeah, what's your name? And we exchanged information. I think I had business cards back then. I was selling insurance and I gave him my business card. And like two weeks later, he hit me up. He's like, yo, sell me some insurance. And so I was like radio and actives insurance agent for like a year until I got fired. But, um, oh. yo, he's, he's one of my favorite fucking MCs of all time one of my probably my favorite motivational speaker if i ever feel like i'm having a bad day i'll put on like free kamal and so many of those tracks are just like yeah you know lightning is my totem yeah you know what i mean like i just yeah but but shout out to kamal um i i hit him up like last year i think when we're starting the podcast to ask him a couple questions and 
Still well, friendly as ever, man. Still one of the nicest guys of all time. That's I love someone that guy you should so get on the podcast to talk about the whole log cabin movie. Yeah, because man. Because that was like real yeah. underground shit. I was That's hoping why... that he would come to Japan, but he's not he's not doing any uh he hasn't seemed to be making I don't think music he's doing right music anymore. He was actually doing sound work on the Defiant Ones uh, documentary. Yeah. yeah, you can yeah. see his name pop up well, on there. Well, e- even back then, during Free Kamal, he was always working on movies, doing like yeah. the boom uh, and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, American Idol, I think he was working yeah. on for a while. He's been doing a lot of he's sound He's been doing work. a lot of that kind of shit. I think, yeah. I mean, that's how he's probably maintaining his lifestyle yeah. right now, because yeah. he's, you know... With his yeah, dad even and his even happiness. even during Pyramid, he he's been in that kind of um, movie, uh, yeah. television business. Word, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. But um, yo, let's let's uh let's well, first let me ask one more question. How the hell did you get to Japan, and what the fuck are you doing here right now, man? Oh man, because okay. I met you in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, 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 not at a urinal for all of our listeners, but was, we were we after, were leaving. We were urinal. leaving. It was the after urinal. the foot tap under the stall. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah, I was on my Republican shit. Nigga used to retire. be a senator. Yeah, I do a little airport foot tap, and I was like, "Oh, who's this guy here?" Yeah. So okay, um, I first came to Japan in 2004 um, randomly. I was supposed to meet a friend in Canada. He was working on some video game. And me and the homegirl were going to meet him up in Canada. Anyway, that video game got canceled. And um, I, I was fiending to travel. So the homie who was planning to come to Japan was like, yo, come to Japan with me. I was like, okay, cool. I came to Japan 2004 and just fell in love with the place. I was like, wow, this place is fucking amazing. What was it, the women, the ramen, the everything? Like- it was just such a culture shock it was very different yeah. people were very warm a people lot were safer very, than fucking a South lot safer LA, than LA. LA like I didn't have to worry about someone <laughs> yeah, rolling up to man. me putting gun in my face like you know what I mean like it, it, I, was, I was like wow this place is fucking cool so yeah. I came with him 2004 I had a phenomenal time I came back again by myself in 2010 and then in every year after 2010 I would come to Japan to visit to visit because I was like yeah, I missed that place. Like uh, on the plane in 2004, going back to LA, I didn't expect to have the feelings that I had. Like, damn, I feel like I'm leaving my heart in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I came back 2010. Every year I would come back. And then 2015, uh, I was like, I wonder if I could make a life out here. Like, I yeah. wanna, I wanna see if I could, if I can make it in Japan. And that was my goal. Like, okay, can I do it? Word. So 2016, um, I ended up selling everything. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go do it. You sold everything? Everything. I sold everything except my music collection. Hey, you showed those pictures of the tapes, man. You had a heavy tape collection. Yeah, yeah that, man. That's I don't only... like you for that. You got fucking, that was like fucking 300 no, tapes? Or what is that? I didn't like, sell. I, that's you didn't the sell those? You have those? I sold my car. Oh, I gave I up my apartment. Say. I sold everything. You left your girlfriend except, and shit. Except my music collection. So I have all my vinyl. I have all my tapes. I have all my my. You came videos. through today with like fucking six, seven, eight, ten disc of of footage that. Because that's not that's I, that's a mere fraction of the shit I have. Man, what I, was I need the hardest to, thing to let go of. My apartment. I mean, where it were you living weird. at the time? I was living in at, in Venice Beach. Oh. Um, I grew up in Venice, by the way. Um, I was living in Venice Beach, and I had just had beautiful neighbors. You know, if you have, if you live Tito in a cool Ortiz place, and shit? yeah, no, no, not Tito. Uh, <laughs> but the I just Huntington had, I, I, I had, I had really cool neighbors. I lived in a really cool apartment, 
And for the price I was paying, you'll never find that at Venice Beach now because, you know, exactly. rent in LA is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like I sold my car, I sold everything. I sold my laser machine, I sold my screen printing equipment, everything to see if I can make it. And I've been here for a year. Um, it's been go- it's been going good lately. It's been well, going you, slow. Man, like, meeting a lot of people, designing. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. You got the you got the other business cards in the game, and so you're doing like uh, design out here. Designing. Um, I, I'm not. Companies. Wait, wait, wait a second. Before I do that, I've I've said we probably talked about the. The business cards about three times on the podcast so far, but I haven't really spoken about them. These things are like quarter inch plastic, see through. He's got the leather joints. He's got like the laser etched mirror. To call them business cards. Nah, they're they're, they're more than like that. They're like an extension of, of self. Like when you get, get information when you from. get one of them, you get like a piece of keen. In the I, bathroom. I believe in sharing art with everybody. And then okay. don't keep that piece of keen in your wallet and forget about it when nah. you sit down because that piece <laughs> of keen will break. break. <laughs> <laughs> it's fragile. It's fragile. I, I'm pretty sure I got a business card right here from Keen. Yeah, this joint right here. Let me let me go oh, ahead. Oh man, like I, they can't really see it. I, I made more sturdy ones. Yeah, I made some more it. more sturdy. If you want to show a sturdy, I gotta put my hand behind it so you can see it. Really. Or here, black hand side. Yeah. Um. Yo. Here's the st- here's, he, here's, here's here's the sturdy version. Oh, see, this shit is ill too, man. Here's the other one. It's the same yeah, picture. This is a mirror, so it's looking crazy. Yeah, Mega Reactor Buddha Spine. We've got Keen, artist, designer, fucking incredible hip hop historian in the building right now. This is the Mega Late Show. Should we take a break? Yeah, probably. Let's take a break. Take a piss break. We'll get some beers. We'll be back to record the next part. I know we changed it up, baby. Now we're going to do a temperature check. Now we're going to talk about some real shit. Now we're going to talk about some weather reports. And we missed these. Dallinger's on his way. He'll be back. Let's go. This is your friendly neighborhood rapper, Cal Combs, and this is the Mega Late Show. Check, 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 check. Welcome back to the thing, all you fucking mouth boys. We're back. So we just had, we just got finished having a conversation with the mighty. Can can I bring you? Can I bring you around? Uh, we just got a, ha, uh, done having a little bit of a conversation with uh, the mighty Keen, uh, artist, designer, uh, documentor of hip hop culture, and now we're gonna kind of rewind it back like we usually do on most of our episodes and get into uh, some of our our. Uh, some of our uh, normal shit. Hold on, Dallinger's on his way here. Let me go ahead and hit him up and tell him yes, yes, we need to. But yeah, Dallinger's on his way in. Um, let's let's start off with some some topics. Yo, do you want to start off with like uh, the defiant ones? Late? What do you think? Uh, I kind of just wanted to get Keen's opinion on it. Did you watch the defiant ones? The Jimmy Iovine, uh, Dr. Dre four-part documentary? I have not. I have my own opinions on Dr. Dre. You're not a big fan of Dre. I understand. <laughs> right. I understand. Right. Because let, let's go into that a little bit, man. Because if we listen to Beneath the Surface, which came out before um, The Chronic 2000, uh, you hear some of those beats. And you were telling us earlier how you were at a venue with your guy, Omid, and there was a young 
early upstart MC there yeah, of the Yakubian variety. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> who is this man? Can you tell us who it was that you're fucking with here? Yeah. This uh, you know this, him as? this this cat named uh, I don't know if you heard of him. His name was Eminem. Um, oh, I heard. The so, radio won't even play his song. Yeah, yeah. He's very underground. Nobody knows about him. Yeah. But um, so it was uh, 96, 97. Before actually, he went to Rap Olympics and you know got second place. He got served by otherwise he, Project Blood MC. He also was served by Dose at one point in his career as well. At the oh, Rap yeah. Olympics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Rap Olympics. Yeah. So this was before that. Omid. That wasn't Juice or. Juice wasn't at the Rap Olympics. No. Juice was served. What was it? that? Wasn't Scribble Jam? Was it? I think that was Scribble Jam. I'm, no, wait, I'm, wait, wait, I, wait, wait. I, I, I can't. I'm not. Scribble don't jam quote me on that. Joint? Yeah. Um. But okay. So this story, it was um. Shit, 96, 97? Omid, used to go by OD, uh, had put out a, a compilation album called Beneath the Surface, where he did Great all the production. Album. Actually, the beat that we're playing right now is from, from that yeah. album. Um, a lot of the beats we're playing today are from that album. So, yeah, shouts out to Omid, um, sick producer. He was part of The Good Life. I mean, like, he's he's in the documentary, like, in the crowd. You'll yeah. see him. In um, the credits. So, he, he's yeah. been down since forever. Um, so he put out this compilation, he did all the production, he got all the, the LA underground MCs on it. And, um, so I was helping him promote the album. So we go to KCUI, which is, you know, uh, university of Irvine and we go there to promote the album. He plays a couple tracks on the radio and it just so happened that this kid was there by the name of Eminem and he was with this other cat named, um, Aristotle. Oh, from Canada. Is there Aristotle? No, that's Socrates. My bad. That's yeah, yeah that's Socrates. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Aristotle. Yeah, so. <laughs> my bad, my so, bad. Yeah. Oh, Plato. <laughs> right. No, you're talking about so, yes. Heidegger. So this kid named Aristotle, and he was, um, if you ever watched the I Don't Give a Fuck video by Eminem, it's the guy dressed up as a clown. That's Aristotle. Okay. Um, and so the whole time he's bigging up this dude. Yo, he just signed with Dr. Dre. Oh, Eminem, he's coming out. Dirty Dozen, which, you know, D12. D12, yeah. Um, blah 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 blah, and we're you know, by this time I, we've seen so many MCs come and go. We're you know we've heard all the stories, so we're like okay, everybody, cool. Everybody's dope to their friends. Yeah, right? okay, he's coming out with Dre, whatever, you know. And then he, this kid gets in the studio and he he fucking kills it. Like he was a sick MC, he was a sick freestyler. And so at the end of the show, we all go outside. We're just talking about, you know, hip hop shit. And the whole, he, Eminem at the time, he was really quiet. And this was before he was Eminem. He didn't have blonde hair. I don't remember. Slim anus. I don't, re- I, I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. Um, he was just another MC. But he was dope. Like, you know, we gave him his props. Like, yeah, respect. And so Omid passed him a, a CD. Like, yo, check out my CD. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so months later... Omid calls me. He's like, yo, you'll never believe this. Fucking Dre bit my shit. And I was like, what? And then, you know, the track from track in question was called Bust Must Just. And it's in the background right now. This is from Beneath the Surface. I think a lot of people will recognize this track. Is this this the the one where it's him and Dre? Guilty Conscience? Guilty Guilty Conscience. Yeah. So Dre, Dre does flip it, the sample a little bit different. He doesn't let that sample roll as much, but it very much, you recognize it immediately. Yeah. It's clearly Dre was very heavily influenced and, you know, Dre gets influenced a lot and doesn't write his own lyrics. Um, 
and stole the beat. So it's it's, it's, it's very it's very personal. Like I was like, man, wow, like I can't believe he you know he did that. And then you know you hear all the stories later on, like Dre bit this, Dre bit that. I mean, uh, I am still from OMD. Dre comes out with um, still with Snoop Dogg, and if you listen to it, there's the similarities are unmistakable. I think I think there's a lot of points um, in like chronological order where you can say very questionable. I mean, when it comes to pulling samples, people can pull samples from all types of records, especially if you're a digger. But you don't just come across this sample in particular yeah. on random and flip it the same way that yeah. it sounds exactly it's, like. It's, and Dre's very good like, at, at taking like, something and making it more pop. Right. You know, making it, it making it snap. He's phenomenal at doing that. Oh, Puff yeah, Daddy's yeah. phenomenal yeah. at doing that. But at the same time, and you it's, have it's, to It's you good. Have to question it's, it. it sounds good, but it's like, man, where did you get that from? Like, are you... Are, if you're just taking shit and not really flipping it, can you call that art? I don't think so. Me personally, I don't. We, think we've so. had conversations on the podcast about this um, in the past, and I, I I kind of agree with you, man. There there has to be a level of in, uh, like authenticity when it comes to your originality, and if it's like if you're just replicating, then I don't really know yeah. how much how uh, like in the grand scheme of things, where where can we place? Dre because he's undoubtedly one of the most influential people in hip-hop one of the most successful people in hip-hop he's also broke a lot of some of the most tremendous artists sample stealing aside Eminem is still one of the most phenomenal people to ever yeah. put down bars he broke 50 Cent he broke fucking Snoop Doggy Dog who is a lover of the culture and on you know 50, uh, Snoop Doggy Dog you know back in the day he got a lot of you know, uh, love because yeah, he was yeah, a hip hop head, yeah. despite it being very much rooted in the gangster sensibility. Snoop Dogg is a hip hop head. His first album has like homage to Slick Rick yeah, on yeah, a West yeah, Coast yeah, album. So, yeah, yeah. you know, um, I, I'm very conflicted when it comes to a lot of artists that people love, but I know a little bit about this West Coast hidden history yeah, that is like yeah. the fucking redheaded stepchild in the room, yeah. Bone Thugs. I'm especially critical of Ice Cube when it comes to him as an artist and what he's done for the community one of the best but also yeah, i mean you know nwa no no doubt like respect to what they did you know coming out of nwa but i think at some point when you reach a certain level of success you start getting lazy you're not as hungry because your name is already built up you don't have to work as hard anymore so it's like oh i heard some verse some kid dropped Nobody knows who he is. Everybody knows who I am. So they're only going to give respect to that. And the next to, thing you know, you know you're, you're, I mean, because it, it's kind of like, um, Abrude said in the documentary, Abrude was like, you know, I ain't the one, the one to get played like a poo butt. That is cute. But then when, when volume 10 comes out and then Ice Cube decides to do his bing, bing, yeah, bing, his whole style geez, changes get on your knees, yeah, but like, naked, please, uh, you like can out see of nowhere, the lineage, like, of, like yeah, it's just style. out of nowhere, you just had like this bolt of lightning strike you and like, oh, I'm going to just that flip this good. style. I'm going to do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of how uh, art, art replicates itself like that. Well, that's but how at design the same time, is. We need biggest problem for me is that these guys are not getting the credit and the people who took from them are getting supreme credit which is why i have problems with kanye why i have problems with drake why i have problems with a lot of artists because there is clearly a little bit of that that's a good idea let me do that good idea yeah this way. and and, and i like, i experienced that in the, it's in, okay in, in the design world like when i was going to school um they they teach you in, in art um you can take from a pre-existing idea and as long as you change it by 20 percent it's your idea 
And I remember cats just blatantly stealing artwork from other artists. And I would call them out in class like, yo, you took that from so-and-so. But in school, they teach you, as long as you change it this much, it's yours. And I think that's yeah. how a lot of hip hop, well, big, bigger people in hip hop, they, they look at it that in the same way. It's like, well, I heard this. If I change this a little bit, then it's mine. Sure. And I, I mean, it's a difficult line it's, to it's draw diff- because yeah. when it comes down to when it comes to art, like all art is supposed to be creative. You put your own mix into it and there's no, new, really yeah, there's no the original sign. ideas. I mean, we were talking earlier about Micah Nine and how they relate to jazz artists. If you think about the auto poesy type of things that um, Peace does, I mean, uh, I've, I've seen Gregory Corso do the exact same style. There's a verse on Milo's newest album that is very much just like, oh, that's Auto Poesy by Gregory Corso to the utmost degree, but this is just done by a really crazy MC. Yeah. Uh, doing the exact same literary, using the exact same approach to the literary devices and and everything. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild the way that... It's a thin line. Art, art is difficult like that. And re- respect to... I really did appreciate the Defiant Ones documentary, but straight up and down, I have a lot of issues the same way you do about um, Dre. Yeah, and just Q. painting him as a... As a yeah. A, a, the perfect figure. Kind of, kind he of, never beat down D Barnes from Pump It Up. You know but, what I mean? But the, but the Defiant Ones documentary, they do touch that. So you, oh, they I, do. I, def, I definitely oh, okay. recommend watching because okay. it is. They, but it they is didn't. Insightful. They didn't touch that in the, the NWA. NWA. Film. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say they didn't touch that. Look into Dre than the NWA film. Okay. Do, you, do you agree? It's, it's you more agree, honest, like, right? You, you agree that uh, it's a, it paints a better picture of Dre than than the NWA. A more honest. A more honest. Definitely more honest. Yeah. I didn't like the NWA film at all. I, I thought it was probably the best Tupac, the Tupac bio one film from because of that. I, you know, you know, I learned not to watch any of them after I saw the Notorious. Like, eh, fucking, do I yeah, really ever need to do this? Notorious ever? was fun, but it wasn't. It's not a good. I, 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 I walked away from that just kind of like. You know, well, yeah, it's Hollywood. Like they they, they got to make it more entertaining. Shit. You know, they, they got to paint a narrative. Let's go ahead and get into our weather reports. This is the segment of the show where we talk about some of the music we're listening to or listened to or music we want to share with each other. Um, do you have a track? King? Um, yeah, I was I was talking about like, OK, so I've been listening to a lot of mixes, but the last song that I was obsessed with was um, a song called Shaku Shine by an artist called Suyobi no Campanella, Japanese artist. And this goes back to what we define as what genre of music is this? Because that... I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find that shit. It's... Shaku Shine? Shaku Shine. Is, is so it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. So type in Wednesday Campanella. C-A-M-P-A-N-E-L-L-A. It, it's probably one of the top. It came out a couple years ago. So Wednesday, C A M P A N E L L A. I'll direct you to. Uh, oh, okay. It's the fourth one that one right there so this reminded me so much of the good life like just her opening flow it's fucking ridiculous pardon my japanese 
Man, she flows on this. Yeah, what the fuck genre is this? This shit is kind of right? But she's rhyming. Yeah, right here. Oh, she's doper than a rata. <laughs> I'm saying, like, female Japanese MCs serve their male counterparts. Yeah. Serve. Style-wise? Yeah, no question. Maybe I'm more into it because, like, um, you know, Japanese language is weird. There's like, it's, like it's very rhythmic. Sounds. It's very so rhythmic. Yeah. Sounds kind of like. Eh, yeah, eh, yeah, eh, yeah. But maybe I like the vocal inflection for women. But there's a there's a lot of dope male MCs out here too. But it Meso, when I first Kaigen, when I first Hansel. heard this, it reminded me of some good life shit. But this is definitely outside of the um, kind of typical. Oh yeah, American style. Oh yeah, yeah. Cadence driven shit. What do you think, Downer? How you feel about this, man? Get on the microphone. Uh, I think it sounds cool. I like the rhythm, and it, I would agree it also sounds like a different genre. But I have a really hard time getting into Japanese rap because I don't understand it very well. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. For, like, the you can you can still kind of sense the. But that's what I'm saying, style-wise. The ability. Style-wise, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But what the the actual yeah. content? Yeah, it's, the it's video, hot. the video is Hokkaido. Yeah, they're they're in. Well, that's yeah, that's what she's rapping about. Dope, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds good, but I'm not sure if I'd go back to listen to this. How did you find this shit? Digging. That I mean, YouTube's the new digging in the crates, right? Like, yeah. so yeah. I just I just lurk, I just look for shit. So it's like, you know, you look at this, and then there's those recommendations on the side. So I just keep looking and looking and looking, so and then I found. Is this fucking rap? Is this hip hop? That's like, or is it like some type of weird hybrid pop? Because there's rap? there's there's other it's shit that that sounds like a lot more hip hop, like the stuff she did before this. And when you so listen, her name to, is Wednesday. Her her actual artist name is Komu Ai, but the group is when Suyobi no Campanella, Wednesday's Campanella. So, but I've been debating this with a friend of mine, like. Whoever's doing the production, they've been doing music for years. Cause you can hear like much, when yeah. when you start when you listen to more of their music, you can hear influence from house, from hip hop, from the full spectrum of music. That's why it's hard to categorize what this is because it's it's influenced by so many different genres of music. Yeah, that's why I like it. It's interesting. I, yeah. I really I really do yeah. think it's interesting. It's different. It's different. But like like I said, like her flow reminded me of some good life shit. She does. She does style. Style she hard. She styles, styles hard. Yeah. So that's my weather report. My weather you got a weather report this week, Downer? No. All right. I'm gonna go into some some. Uh, let me. Uh, we'll, what we'll do now is we'll do a temperature check. What the temperature check is is like we talk about. Um, I ask you questions. You tell me what you think about things. Right. It's kind of like quick answers. Just rifle off your answers. Maybe the first thing that comes to your mind. Think a second or whatever. After that, we're going to bring our weather report. Or excuse me, our weather forecast, which talks about the rest of the shows uh, that are coming out in the next few weeks, next few months, or whatever. So uh, temperature check. Uh, Keen. 
how how old, what year was it when you were 16 years old? Um, I've had a lot of alcohol and I can't do math right now. <laughs> All right, 16 years old. <laughs> favorite 16. MC. Okay, 16. Actually, no, 16. I was it, it was 1993. 1993. That is a great year for hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1993. Favorite MC. 16 years old. Oh my god. I'm confused right now because you got Funk Dubious playing in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you so you want to be like yo Son Doobie. Son Doobie, that dude was there. They almost the see. Uh, Dell the fucking Homo Sapien. Uh, Dell, it would be Dell because that's that's around the time that Call the Operator joint came that? out. Also, um, no need for alarm. No came need out for in alarm. Was that '93? Okay. Yeah. So. Maybe? Maybe, but that's what like underground future development was out. That was a no, Maybe, no future, future development was way after. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. But call, I think call the operator by Dell. That was my shit back in the day because I was like that was like when Dell was like tripping on acid and making fucking yeah, weird fucking music. Yeah, I, I would say 26, that. Twenty six, two thousand three. Ten years later. Now you oh, told me two, you were outside. Yeah, of I stopped. Rap, but I, at that I, point, like who who did you hold close to your heart? Did Mike and Nine hold that spot? AC alone? Well, yeah. I would say fellowship because I had always been a fan. And, um, like, I could still listen to their shit and get goosebumps. That, that gives me that gives yeah. me a segue to my next question. Favorite favorite group of all time? Freestyle fellowship. Favorite yeah. member in fellowship? Ooh, this is a tough one. I think I can oh safely say that maybe I hold Micah 9 to the highest degree, Micah, but I'm going to put uh, AC alone. Yeah, I was going to say Micah style-wise yeah. and lyrics, but flow and accessibility, AC. Also consistency. Consistency, AC. What about you, Downer? Favorite fellowship member? Uh, definitely either Micah 9 or AC alone. And Micah 9. I think it's a tie. Super style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, just right, influential. Well, here's one, here's influential, one. right? Peace, peace or self-Jupiter? Peace. Peace. <laughs> Peace is an alien, man. But but Peace okay, alien, but when you listen to um, fuck, what was that that track on All Balls Don't Bounce that Jupe wrote? I forgot. Um, Greatest Show on Earth. Yes, dude, and that was when he was locked up, and he wrote that shit in the joint and sent it to, to AC to to. I don't know if you know that. I think but, I think uh, I did hear that story, yeah. but I think a lot of my opinion is informed that um, a lot of times when the other guys are getting open. And fucking killing it yeah. on stage. Self Jupiter is kind of the weaker link. Well, you can see that on that friend. I have joint. that friend joint pulled up, and and he he's the only one that drops. He, the, he, he drops, drops it. The, he, he drops the flow. He drops. And the I I hate to say that because oh he's, he's dope. such he's he, dope. He's a he's a dope MC. He's such a nice person. Like, um, so early two thousands, I I was working at a screen printing company, and we were we were screen printing all the West Coast T shirts. What, the like, eighteen like self Jupiter, oh, no okay. self Jupiter <laughs> piece, freestyle fellowship. We were printing, screen printing all those T-shirts, and Jupe would come in. The like the, the original FF joint with the fucking thing, the sun around. After, it after that, after it was, okay. it was, it was, it was, it was when AC and Abstract officially uh, formed the eighteen. Oh, okay. And we were we started printing all those shirts, and Jupe came out with his solo shit, self Jupiter, and he was such a nice human being like Word. he's a good dude but as far as 
I mean, just if you refer to that Friends video, like he's the weakest link on that part. When Undoubtedly. They're, when they're freestyling. Undoubtedly. Freestyling. And Peace is the one that starts that and, whole shit off. It's so fucking peace, phenomenal. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I have play, this play, shit. Play, I have okay, this shit play, right play, here. Play, play, Yo, play, Dallinger. That shit is fuck. so fucking The ill. way that Peace fucking looks <laughs> in the crowd. You guys gotta watch oh this video. Oh my god, okay. But, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me find it. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. That's the spot. That's the spot. Peace style. Style. Okay, so this was... Okay, this... You recorded this. I recorded this. This was 98, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. 98, 99. I, I, I'd have to check the original video. But this was back in the day when they were throwing house parties where you would get a flyer. There was no address. There was a phone number, like a hotline. The hotline would say, go, go to this corner... Call this number from this payphone, and we'll tell you where it's at. So to keep the cops away. Yeah, to, to keep, keep it, the cops to keep away. Yeah. To keep it underground. Most popular in the rave scene. And rave scene. The house. Scene, yeah. House scene. All that shit. So this was that, and so you knew you were at the spot when you saw hundreds of cars and kids, like in this one unknown area. And so this place, it was. It ended up being at some fucking ski resort in the middle of like spring. So. This it's it, you can't tell from the video, but it's like in this valley of like mountains, and so I'm standing on the side of a of a cliff, and as this the, is as, outside, this I is outside. This inside. No, yeah. this is outside in the middle of nature, and so by the time they got up, it was like three four in the morning, and so if if you watch the whole thing, the video starts from a more up top bird's eye view angle. angle. Yeah. And then gradually I start sliding down <laughs> the get, side of the cliff. you get drunk, you used to slide down the hill. <laughs> I, I was actually the only sober person in the crew because I was driving. Oh, so, okay, okay. So I had Shout to be sober. Designated. Yeah, I was the On designated. The line, that's what I have down to do while I get drunk. <laughs> so I was, I was the designated driver. So, like, if you watch the beginning, it starts very dark, but at the end it's light. Okay. So, like, they, they were performing as the sun was rising. And it was, it was a fucking ill show, like... Everybody was fucked up on drugs. So who was all at this show? Because I mean, obviously I so see this show, the members of... It started Free out with like um, Shapeshifters, OMD, AWOL 1, and then Fellowship came on. And if you watch those videos, the whole the whole show was on YouTube. So so let me go ahead and, and talk about this video because I've seen it several times. Oh, oh first, first let me just shout out to the person who has it up on YouTube. DST0. Yeah, and so, if you look at a lot of these videos, you'll see in the comment section, uh, Keen, this is Keen, uh, has a post that says, yo, this is a video I recorded at this time. I gave it to Brandon of Anticon, the pedestrian, pedestrian. and thanks for putting it up, yeah. uh, DST0. Yeah. And there's a lot of these videos. Yeah, because I, I... You I, sent me like six, five or six the other day. Yeah, and those are only part one of those videos. So there's, Yeah, I think there's in the extras. comment here, you said there's nine parts to this yeah, video here. Yeah, so... What happened was I was just searching YouTube and I came across all these videos. I'm like, yo, that that's my like fucking video. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I never posted anything on YouTube. And then I contacted this dude and it turns out he knew Pedestrian. And at that time I was trading videos and music with Pedestrian. Pedestrian gave him those videos and he was 
fucking awesome enough to post them on post them on, on YouTube. And I was like, for the just culture. just give me a shout out. Yeah, for the culture. And no and doubt. thank you for putting them up because yeah. I would have never done it. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I hit up my so Tony shout Avila, out to him. Yeah. Odyssey Rock, who I told you was in, in the Good Life. He's like, yeah. yo, is this your guy? He's like, this guy has the best videos. And I was like, nah, this these are videos that he gave to pedestrian from yeah. Anticon that were put up. Yeah. But this video here that we're that we're about to play audio footage of, right? This is this is a time where um, these shows, man, so much of it was just freestyle. Yeah. These guys are literally on stage right now without any written freestyles to fucking kick. There's a beat playing from the from the the, the DJ that's happening and they're talking and you can hear as it starts. Um, Peace comes in with a cadence. Uh, probably a newly formed cadence that he just made up absolutely on the spot while listening to this beat and and ac alone starts talking and then he hears peace and he stops (laughs) after that peace then ac alone then micah nine all carry the cadence of this particular style and this is this is something that is just just, like on the spot of tremendous importance is that these guys were freaking styles left and right to a degree that a lot of fans just haven't seen and it just proves how fucking talented talented they they are oh my god like just on the spot on the spot and it's like like i said three two three four in the morning everybody's fucked up on something you know, we're 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 at a rave in the yeah. middle of the mountains. You yeah. know, people are doing all kinds of shit. I, I mean, I saw some ill shit. Like they also had like lasers projected on the side of the mountains. It was yeah. fucking ill, dude. It, it's crazy to me because like so many of these shows, right? When it comes to hip hop music, like the experiences that we have with media nowadays, it's so mediated by other things. When you watch something, you're watching it through the lens of a camera. Even people at shows now, they fucking hold up the camera and they're watching this this event through the lens of a camera. But back in the day, there were these temporary autonomous zones where MCs would get magically open and you would hear some of the best freestyles that would never ever exist because they never wrote them down. These things happen organically and magically in the moment and then they're gone. So for us to have this is a really, to me, a really incredible moment and you just hear what they were capable of and this is only just a fucking snippet of the show. I tell, when when people ask me like who are your personal top five MCs, whenever I put Bus Driver in that list, which he is in my list, I feel like I have an obligation to tell people like you don't understand bus driver until you see him live. When you see bus driver live, you see there's something different about this. This is not some guy that's rapping bars like Royce, the five, nine talented as he is. There's a true fundamental difference into getting open in front of a crowd. I mean, that that was, that was the, the, I mean, it was, if you were rhyming at the good life, that was training. Cause I have footage of people on the, at, at the stage and people just yelling fucking rap. Cause they were, they were waiting for the beat to come on and the people were, were impatient. Fucking entertain us, do something. So you had to freestyle, you had word, to perform. Word, word. And if you didn't perform, you got, please pass the mic, please get off the fucking the stage. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And to see this, that Joe got fucking kicked off the stage. Oh my God. I, I got that whole audio footage of that. You shit. have that. Uh, yeah. The audio. Oh, footage. Did, yeah, yeah, did yeah. you bring it today? No, no, we have to watch. That. We have. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't have the video. I have oh, the audio. I have the audio. to hear that. I fucking have to hear. I have the audio because that shit is hilarious. He, he's yeah. a legendary person, but please. I, pass I, the I, mic, I, 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 in this arena, I argue, he does not. Thrive. I argue. I argue that he's legendary because my whole thing was like, at the beginning of your career, that's usually when you do your dopest shit, 
and listen to the beginning of his shit like on the D&D project like that dude yeah. was not dope no. he's just been around as long as he was he's also one of the first hip hop entrepreneurs that really he was like a masterpiece yeah, for these yeah, yeah, guys yeah, for, for yeah real. that's really cool funny. but uh, but yeah. lyric wise and style wise no 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 yo but this but this yeah 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 okay yo Dallinger you have to watch this shit piece of fucking talent talent hold up hold up that's Jupiter right there, right? Yeah. Kind of throws it off on But Peace... Peace picks it up. Incredible, <laughs> incredible cadence wow. off the head. Every time I raise a joint, I know I just hit Kiku at the point. You put that become annoyed. Because you know I'll be at the point. You know I that ain't my friend. You're all sin. Yeah, yeah. Jupiter drops the cadence. A little, but like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yo, Here we if, go. if you go. Well, my name is Peace and I come in to rock you all. I see y'all making bees all the way back to the hall. Good life. All day, man. Like freestyle was so important back then. Well, that was ill because one, he talked about B Hall from The Good Life. He talked about ripping it at the whiskey, which was right after this. Jupiter had just got released from jail, and then they did a big show at the whiskey. What, what year was this? Did you say that already? Did he say the year? Was? This is '98, maybe. This is my man. I, yeah. I, hadn't even, I haven't even lost my virginity yet. Yeah, this yeah, shit yeah. came out, man. Yeah. I lost my virginity in like '99. I think it was. I think. I think this was. This was '98. This was '98, '99. This was '98, '99. Shit, that shit is dope. Yeah, and they did a show at the whiskey, and that was crazy. Okay, because fellowship back then it was like word of mouth. You know, you 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 knew about them or you didn't. And at the whiskey show. That shit was fucking packed. That was the first show that they did since Jupiter got released from jail. Yeah. And I remember seeing, I met Rosario Dawson at that show. She was there. After she had already done Kids. Kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, Rosario Dawson, I would leave my, I would leave my family for (laughs) her. But I always, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to meet her and, and talk to her now because Right before the show started, she was she was like homies. She was friends with my homie, and they ended up. She's ahead. She's ahead. Yeah, but they ended up leaving before the show. You think he smashed that? He got pictures. No, he got. You got the. He didn't. He (laughs) didn't. I know he didn't. But anyway, so I always want to be like, yo, why did you leave? Like this was a historic moment in LA, and she was there because she used to go to Fairfax and like the whole poetry thing and all that shit. So it was uh it was interesting because I met her at before she became, you know, Rosario Dawson. She won um, Rosario Dawson for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, I, but I met her and I didn't know that was her from kids. Word. So I met her, I was talking to her, whatever. And then subtitle out of nowhere, Giovanni Marks came out of nowhere. It's like, yo, uh, how do you know her? Uh, and I'm like, he was trying to hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Subtitle, how tall is subtitle, man? He looked, that guy's like fucking him, like eight feet five? tall. He's, he's, he's like he's way taller, taller than, than me. He's taller than me. You're way fucking like, what are you, six, five? I'm six, three. He has to be at I least. I never know when people are over. He six has to be at least like, ten foot. Fucking six six. He's he's tall, he's as, tall fuck. as fuck. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah. watching that video. Oh, uh, hold up, hold up. I want to play this one more time again so you guys can listen. <laughs> you can't hear even hear the content, but Peace talks about fucking people coming up to him, biting their styles, and always try to be their friend. Yeah, the way yeah, he turns yeah, his shoulder like, and looks at the crowd, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. real. This this is the shit that I I I love. It was ill though because he actually threw somebody off the stage of this night. That shit was hilarious. That was peace. Peace got <laughs> schizophrenia, man. Peace got multiple personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not called multiple personality disorder anymore. There, it's a different it, name it's for it. But he has schizophrenic multiple schizophrenic. Yeah, things but happening with it. there there's some old ah. good life. Tapes. Here we go, right here. Hold on. I, I want to just hear peace in my. The way he turns. Yeah, you, you have to see the video. You have to see him turn. Yeah. yeah. AC alone is so crazy. And Micah kills it too. Yeah. They ain't friends. Let's see freestyle, freestyle fellowship off the head. Mm. Always. Magical. He started good, but yeah. he, he stumbled. But 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 you know you know that's like some ring like UFC ring rust. It's been so long. Right, right. He's yeah. come out of jail for yeah. this show. Yo, I appreciate you building with us and shit, Keen, man. We're gonna have we'll have some more of uh conversations with Keen. Keen is Keen is here in Tokyo now. Keen is a homie. I'll be inviting him to all the shows I go to. So you're gonna hear more from this man. We'll get him on the podcast more often. All of you guys should definitely go online, check out uh, if you have not seen the This Is the Life documentary, watch that shit. I'm sure if you look at the fucking credits, it's gonna say Keen there. That's K-E-E-N. Check him out. He's also making a lot of dope artwork. Keen, where, where can we find your... Uh, um, your, everyone can find me at Keen Joaquin on Instagram and uh, Twitter. K-E-E-N-W-A-K-E-E-N. Keen Joaquin. I'm going to go ahead and put some music on and then we'll go into the, uh, the weather forecast. Thank you, sir. Bus driver shit. All right, so this is the weather forecast for the month of September. We still got some shows coming out. Uh, let's see. On the 29th of September, we've got the Across 12 Beat Show at Heavy Six Zero, including our guys. Fucking, um, who do we got here? We got somebody here that we know. Uh, we've got Mad Rob Beats and Matatabi. We've got KEI, uh, Pod and Matatabi, Tenga Step or Tang Step, uh, Miku, Yabu, Nato, Miku, Ironstone, Hall, Bamboo, High Tone, Shune. Uh, a bunch of cats going on Friday, September 29th at Heavy Six Zero. That's probably going to be a little cheaper. You should check that out. Shout out to the homies that make all the dope beats. Uh, let's see what else is going on. We've got another beat show. Oco Calero presents Infectious at Womb. Uh, Killer Candy Town or Candy Town. Killer JP the Wavy. 
I'm not familiar with these cats, but it looks like there's a lot of people on there. DJs with hip hop sets, DJ Char, uh, Fuji Trill, No Flower. This is going to be $35 for your pockets too. Calero at Womb. Um, man, we got a lot of shows going on. Speak Easy. We're going to be live streaming for sure. Woo. Speak Easy. We're live streaming for sure. October 1st. We Who is the guest? I don't know the guest, but we're live streaming. So come out for us. Uh, yeah, no doubt. That's going to be at Seton uh, Hotel. We'll give you more details for that on the webpage. Check us out. Also, oh, the 16th, Saturday the 16th, DJ Murrow. We got Buddha Monk, uh, Poppy Oil, Rito Olive Oil live set. This is going to be at, this is ninth anniversary. That is at Sofa. Sofa is where? Uh, Ebisu? Nakamegaro. Sofa. That's going to be super dope. Probably check that out. Shout out to Buddha Monk, who was on the podcast last fucking week. Let's see what else do we have here. DJ Watatari Kensuke again on Monday, the 30th of October on... Uh, October 7th, we have Soul Camp, which is happening at Sound Museum Vision, De La Soul. Uh, or no, that's actually not Soul Camp, but that's happening on the 7th as well. That's De La Soul. Check them out to the homies. And we got Soul Camp, which got a lot of people. That shit is like 130 bucks. You guys know about Soul Camp. Check out, do your Googles. I don't have time to tell you that shit right now. Uh, Shingo 2, Monday, October 9th, is spinning with Mas- Master A1. At Circus in Shibuya, Shingo 2, legendary yeah. Japanese MC. Everybody knows Shingo 2, right? You, if you don't yeah. know Shingo 2, you, you fucked up. Uh, let's see, let's keep it moving. After that, we have on Saturday, October 14th, we've got Blah Naimar 2. I think it's Black Market 2, number 3. This shit happens at Heavy Six Zero. Shout out to Heavy Six Zero. Looks forward to seeing Dallinger perform there soon. But they are performing a Bupon Life release party. This is going to have some of our cats. Kojo, the MC. You guys know this man. Also, Aaron Cholai, a person that I really want to get on the podcast, is going to be DJing there. We got Fad, Ficus. Uh, that shit is kind of cheap. Oh, no, it's not. Actually, it's fucking 3,000 yen. Uh, with a flyer, it's 2,500 yen at the door. You know, I'll be talking shit about these prices, but that's only because I'm broke. But y'all probably got money. Go to the fucking show. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Here we go. Tyler, the creator. Ooh, I've heard about this man. Oh, you He's don't know about Odd Future? I, I've heard about uh, the Golf Wang. Let, let, me, let, let, let me tell you, they restored my faith in hip hop when I first heard them, really? like about 2012, maybe earlier. Like than they, that, they, thought, they, right? they, 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 they picked up where the blowed left off. I think, especially yeah. Tyler. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. really, I really like, I, I really like Earl back in the Earl day. Sweatshirt. Like Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yo, Tyler is going to be at the Liquid Room in Shibuya. That shit is. $55. Wait, when is this? Tyler. When is this? October 21st, Saturday. I might be there. I think I'm going to go there. I might be there. Yeah. I'm going to try to ambush Tyler, the yeah. creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bring get him weed. on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Get him. No, I'm not going to bring some weed. Don't talk to me about weed. Get him on the podcast. Man, if Tyler gets on the podcast, it's going to be crazy. We also got a going up show at Sofa Lounge on October 21st, Saturday. It's our man, DJ Terry. Do your Googles. DJ Terry, legendary in the dance community. You can see his ass dancing in the background of uh, the Getting Jiggy With It video, as well as the <laughs> More Money, More Problems video. And also, he'd be dancing his ass off. I don't know anybody is out that, here that dance better than motherfucking DJ Terry. Is that Brooklyn Terry? Oh, 
Brooklyn, Same. You know what yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Terry. Fucking Terry. Okay. Brooklyn. I say that man Brooklyn is mad Terry. talented. Yeah. Yo, Brooklyn Terry. Shout out to Brooklyn Terry, man. This is one of the cats doing it the most. Uh, yo, that's it. that's October. That's the rest of September. We got more shows. Pay attention to the podcast. Check out our live stream. We're gonna be at Speakeasy next month on the first Sunday of the thing. Uh, we out here late. Had to leave. Steez is gone shooting fucking action videos in Guam in Hokkaido. We got DJ. We got not DJ Downs. We got the motherfucking deep beats. We got Downs. Right and we got. I don't call him Dollinger, man. I just can't do we it. We call him. What do you call him? Dollinger. It's, it, it, what is it, Dollinger or Dallinger? He gonna tell you Dollinger. What, what is it, Dollinger? He gonna Dollinger. Okay, hey, yeah, yeah. But he know I got speech impediment, <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good in the hood. Like Yo, Salvador Dollinger. Salvador, Salvador Dollinger. 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 Yo, shout out to all of, all of our fucking mouth boys who are paying attention to shit. Do your goose. Pay attention to hip hop shit. This is the Mega Late Show with King. Thank you, sir. <laughs>